Sound the alarm. People are turning on the president day by day, minute by minute. Everybody is attacking the president on what they believe was his lack of early response on the coronavirus. The Red Dawn, Red Dawn email. The Red Dawn emails are out. We're going to cover that today in Spazzing Out. This is Spazzing Out. I am your host, Anthony Paziali, a.k.a. Spaz. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, just about every single place you can get a podcast, you can get my podcast. I beg of you, please, subscribe, like it, write a comment, something nice. I would really appreciate it. You can get in touch with me on my social medias, at SpazWAF, on Instagram and Twitter, my Facebook, my TikTok is at Anthony Paz, which apparently I shouldn't be on TikTok because I'm a 41-year-old man and TikTok is for the kids, but I don't care. I absolutely love TikTok, so I will continue uh, to make my TikToks and they will go forward. So, apparently... There is an email group or string or something out there called the Red Dawn Emails. Now, Red Dawn is a movie from 1984, had Patrick Swayze in it, and whatever. I I don't even remember the movie. I saw it. It's a pretty good movie, but I'd have to watch it. Looks like I'm going to have to watch Red Dawn again so I can figure it out. But apparently, these emails uh, started back in January, and it was a group of doctors and medical experts, some that have the ability to uh, be federally involved and some that actually have the ear of the president. And they were warning back in January that this was going to be an S-show, that the president needs to shut everything down, that the president needs to start mitigating, meaning Shut down the schools, shut down the states, shut down the cities, keep people, have them practice social distancing and get them separated from each other. They were saying this in January. And apparently in these emails, there's one guy that's re- that uh, actually could get to the president and had warned the president that there could be up to 500,000 deaths. Now, from what I understand, there's one guy that could actually... Uh, could have got the president's ears. Everybody else is just a bunch of guys all in a chat room sitting there going, "Mm, well, I think this is going to be an issue. And I think thousands of people are going to die. Why doesn't that dickhead president do something about it? All he cares about is being impeached. This is back in January. And the economy. And none of these guys actually did anything about it. None of these guys waved the red flag. I don't remember seeing any of these guys on Fox News or CNN or going absolutely ballistic because if I knew a pandemic was coming and I thought 500,000 people were going to die, I would be waving the red flag and I would be marching right down to the White House until I was heard. So was this just a group of experts that were bitching and moaning about the fact that they don't like our great president, Donald Trump, the president of the United States? Or was this just a bunch of dudes... Or was it, or, or is this a real group of guys? Which, listen, all of them, if you go to the list, if you look up Red Dawn emails, you'll find out that these are really intelligent people and that they actually did have sound advice because everything that they advised, 
the president ended up doing or governors ended up doing in March. But these guys are now using their email string to attack the president. They're going after the president saying that he knew uh, in January that we were knocking on his door. Well, where the fuck were you? I don't even want to swear on my podcast anymore. I'm trying not to. But where were you in January? I don't remember you guys going on TV or, you know, going going nuts. This is how I feel about it. If I had something so dramatic to tell people, if I believed that 500,000 people were going to die, if I believed that the only way to keep the pandemic or to mitigate the pandemic was to practice social distancing, and I knew it in January... I would make myself heard. I would find a way to be heard. So there was, you guys aren't off the hook. If you guys knew about this, and apparently you did in your email string, and now you want it to come out because it seems fitting that you guys should attack the president when he's doing a pretty good job. He's done a great job. It is his job to make sure the economy continues to go. It is should be a big concern for them. Yes, I'm not saying, or no, I'm not saying economy over life. But once the virus is gone, and the economy is absolutely crushed, that's going to be a long-lasting problem way farther down the road than the coronavirus. We'll get a a vaccine for the coronavirus. We'll get it in about a year. This will go away. Well, it'll be a seasonal thing, but we'll have medication for it. We'll have cures for it. We don't have anything for this economic crushing that we're about to get. So everyone's going after him. Even this this Fauci-Fucci guy... The, the the head doctor on this is starting to attack the president. All these, you know, liberal people, they just want to hunt down the president for anything they can. I would love to see them. I'd love to see one of these doctors get in front of the camera every day and get up there and say what they would have done. You know, it, it's the, the rear view mirror or what do they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty. The president's doing a good job. He, he was out there early. He shut down China. He said, no. No, you can't come here. Nobody from China is coming here. Then the, the the president wanted to shut down everything. And then he thought about it. He said, you know what? New York is New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts. These states are getting hit pretty hard. Chicago, the city of Chicago is getting hammered. Louisiana is getting hammered. But the rest of the country's not. L.A., yes. But then there are millions and millions of other people in this country That are not affected by it. So no, a federal solution wouldn't have helped. It is a state by state issue. The government's there, the federal government's there to help. And they did. Trump hopped in, $2 trillion, small businesses. You're getting people starting to get their stimulus check in the mail or or in the direct deposit. You're getting that extra $600 on your um, unemployment. The president's on TV every night talking to you guys, being transparent, telling you everything he can do. He sent the, the ship to New York, he sent one to LA, the guy got the respir- the, 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 the ventilators out, he, he forced GE, not GE, GM to stop making stuff, pisses me off when you people try to use something like a pandemic or a crisis to attack a man, he's doing the best he can, and I say that we should be attacking you, Red Dawn emailers, if you knew about this and you want to high five each other now because you guys were all sitting in your dark web room. And, huh, 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 hey, look what I texted. Hey, guys, you know, it's going to be really bad. Like 500,000 people are going to die. Fuck Trump. Well, you should have did something about it then. So it's on you, too.
It's on YouTube. You guys should have got the Roman candles out and run down the fucking Pennsylvania Avenue with them, spraying them until somebody heard you saying 500,000 people will die. We need social distancing. So now, and, and it, it puts Trump in a, in a pretty tough spot where, when, when the, the, the doctor... Fauci or Fucci, I don't really care to learn his name now because I'm kind of pissed off at him. He goes on TV, and I'm going to find this this cut. Um, he goes on, on on TV, you know, and, and he's gets asked a question about whether or not social distancing um, earlier would have helped mitigate the situation. Yeah, it would have. Of course it would have. Yes, if we had started practicing social distancing uh, back in fucking July, we wouldn't. It wouldn't be this bad. But what's the president supposed to do? He can't just say they had one case in January, one, one person in January, and the United States had it. Yes, we all knew. He probably knew it was going to be bad. Was he supposed to shut down the whole freaking country right then and there because one person got sick? No, he needed to keep us going, to keep us employed as long as possible. And then put it on the government, on the states. Let Charlie Baker decide. Let Andrew Cuomo decide what their individual states are going to do. If you guys want to shut down your state, so be it. Shut down your state. Are things a little bit easier if the government steps in and makes it uniform across the country? Sure. If you have one plan to follow and it's the federal one, Yes, it makes things a little bit easier, but there are other states that weren't hit as bad as the states like New York. So you can't just shut down the whole country and you people can't just gang up on the president because it's now convenient to as the the the, the predicted numbers aren't going to be as bad as they were supposed to be. It's still pretty bad. 20,000 people in the United States have passed away now from the coronavirus. It's pretty devastating. I feel badly for the people who have lost someone to this and the loved ones. It's, but it's not the president's fault. It's not. He's doing a pretty good job. I support everything he's doing. He's giving us, he's getting you guys the funds you need, the medical equipment you need. He's forcing American companies to work. And when this is all over, He's going to force American jobs back here. He's going to step up and he's going to say, hey, the biggest reason that this thing spread is because we weren't making masks here in America. Because you guys outsourced shit. You, the liberals, you, the Democrats, outsourced all our jobs when Clinton was president. You guys took all the jobs that were here in this country and you sent them somewhere else. You sent them to China. And then when the bell rang, we didn't have any masks because they were in China. And then a good old boy, a good old Republican, Robert Kraft, had to sneak his plane there to get some masks for us. And then our wonderful president had to force companies here in the United States to stop making the masks. You people should look in the mirror. You, Red Dawn email guy. You, Bill Clinton. You, Democrat. Take a long effing look in the mirror and realize that what you did back in the 90s by shipping our jobs, by outsourcing our jobs and our equipment and our manufacturers to other countries, set us up to fail. And then y'all want to grab on George Bush's speech back in 2005 when he was talking about a massive pandemic that was going to come. And you guys want to hop on about all oh, Obama was going to keep it going and Trump shut it down in 2017. Shut it down because the plan sucked. 
because it was bad, because he knew it wasn't a good plan. And then he had to restructure the plan on the fly in the middle of the pandemic. And the biggest kick in the nuts to him, he didn't have the supplies here in the country because we don't make them here because you, the liberal, you, the Democrat, thought it would be a good idea to send the jobs elsewhere, to send them to another country. I hope, I, Mr. President, if you're listening, I'm sure you're not. But when this is all over, I hope to God you realize, and I hope everybody else realizes, that the only way the United States is ever going to be truly safe is if we are independent from every other country. We need to produce our own energy here in the United States. We need to make our own oil. We need to make our own equipment. We need to grow our own food. We need to drive the cars that are made here. Uh, every day I'm embarrassed. I have a Toyota. I know Toyotas are made uh, here in the United States and franchisee owners are, are Toyota franchisee owners. But I, you know what? I wish I had a Ford and I can't afford to get out of the truck that I'm currently in. And when I do, I will buy an American-made fucking truck with American-made pots because that is why we're in the pro. That's why it's it's so bad. It's so bad because we didn't have the stuff here. We had to go get it. We were dependent on China, the very country that started the virus. We depended on them making our equipment and they knew how bad it was. And so they kept it all for themselves. They started buying it from other countries. They were buying up all the supplies in Australia. Oh, man. Get me pissed off. Anyways, let me play this guy's um, clip for you. Um, so you can you can hear what, what Fauci had to say. You know, basically turning his back on, on, the, on the president. And this dude should get fired. If he hasn't been already, maybe he already did get gonged. Um, I don't know. But I guess you can't fire the guy because he is the authority. But here, let's listen to him. It's going to take a second. It's, a all right, the advertisement's going to play. So hold on. Hold on. You know, someday I'll have real studio equipment in here. And I'll have this cut already queued up so that we don't have to just find it. Here we go. What could have? It's very difficult to go back and say that. I mean, obviously, you could logically say that if you had a process that was ongoing and you started mitigation earlier, you could have saved lives. Obviously, no one is going to deny that. But what goes into those kinds of decisions is is complicated. But you're right. I mean, obviously, if we had right from the very beginning shut everything down, it may have been a little bit different. But there was a lot of pushback about shutting things down. All right, so th that's the good doctor, and everybody's going after Trump right now, saying that he 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 he, he hold on he he ignored early. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have my own studio someday, and I'm not gonna have to deal with this shit. Drives me fucking insane. Um, so the 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 good doctor was hopping on the bandwagon. They're out there talking about early warning signs. So now that the pandemic is passing, they're going to be all over the president as we head towards the election. The Democrats have decided they're going to get behind Joe Biden. And this is the drum they're going to beat from now until the election that the president had time and he could have saved lives and he could have done anything. Well, I would say this. Everybody hopping on the president and everybody that wants to go after him, I want you to look in the mirror. You too, Doc. Doc Fauci, Fucci. If you agree 
with the fact that these early warning signs were 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 terrible and that's that, that 20,000 people were going to die why didn't you do a better job of making sure cuz that's your job of convincing the president that it needed to be done in early January early February instead per these emails 3 weeks into February you guys are all getting together. I thought she wasn't a part of it. You guys are all getting together and you're getting furious that the president hasn't paid attention and enacted social distancing. But you guys were so upset, so furiated by it, that that you did what? You, you fired off another email? Is that what you did? You fired off an email? I don't know about you guys, but when I want something done, I do it. I'm a fucking lion, man. When I'm hungry, I eat. Simple. I want ice for my booze. I get it. I don't fire off an email and say, hey, could, could you could, you think you could give me some ice? Maybe someone can bring me some food. No. When something needs to get done and it's imperative that it gets done, I don't fire an email off. I make sure it gets done and I make sure I get heard. I get my point across. Period. It's kind of like to the fact that when I was bitching about uh, the PPEs should be made here and that, and I said it on WEEI that Robert Kraft needs to go and, and fucking spend money to get PPEs and that the governor needs to listen about the PPEs. I, I made myself heard. Now, I'm not saying that I'm responsible for that happening, but I'm saying that I made myself heard. I didn't fire off an email. And if that wasn't effective enough, I would have walked right into Swamp Scott and I'd have knocked on the governor's door and said, hey, bud, get the masks. But I'm not the expert in that. That's not my job. My job is taking trash. So when somebody calls me, I'll give you an example. Someone calls me and says, hey, whew, I got like 20 truckloads of trash. And uh, whew, it's a lot of trash. Now, I, I, I don't sit back and, uh, you know, fire off an email to the neighbor and say, hey, you know, your neighbor's got a lot of trash. No, I talk to the person. I say, you know, I just want to let you know having that, that having a hoarder type situation is very dangerous for you. And it's very dangerous for the surrounding houses. You're going to start getting critters. You're going to get raccoons. You're going to get rats. You're going to get bugs, insects, all sorts of shit. And someone could get hurt, especially the hoarder if they get trapped under a load of newspaper. I say that to the person. And then if they don't listen, call me a scumbag or not. I call their family members and I tell their family members, hey, I heard from so-and-so. They're having a hoarder situation over there. We need to help them. And then I stay on top of it. For the business? Sure. Yeah. I want the business. You're damn right. But I make sure something happens. I don't just sit back and go, for rumpf, I fired off emails to my buddies and said that this was going to be terrible. And it's the president's fault. He was more concerned about getting impeached than the American people. For rumpf. If you got a beef, get off your ass and make yourself heard. Plain and simple. So, Red Dawn emailers, you guys are just as responsible as anybody for having the pandemic spread. You didn't do your job. Your job was to let people know that this was going to be worse than what it was. And you sat back and you waited. And you sat and you waited, and you sat, and that's all you did is wait and fire off emails. Shame on you. God, now I sound like a fucking Rush Limbaugh. So, 
I think the president is doing a really good job and the best that he could do under the situation. It is not a very simple thing for him to just shut stuff down. And everybody would like to say that, you know, it's for the fact that the economy was rolling and he didn't want to kill the economy because he didn't want to ruin his 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 streak. That's not the case. Cases you have. There's a fine balance between. You know, there's a fine balance between shutting things down and and killing the country a different way. You know, it's it's, imagine it's like cancer. Okay, and you have that cancer patient and you have to give him chemotherapy and the chemo is killing the patient too, as well as the virus, as well as the cancer. So when you shut down the economy, that's like putting chemo on the country. It might, you know, it separates us all and we're all not near each other and let's hope it kills the coronavirus. But at the same time, you're killing the body. You're killing the body. 16 million, 16 million people, 16 million Filed for unemployment. When this thing's over, I'm telling you, there is not going to be 16 million jobs for people to go back to. A lot of those are small businesses that went under. Check-to-check type companies that aren't getting, they're not working, they're gone. Those jobs are not getting replaced. And then big companies are realizing, whoa, we didn't need all these people from the get-go and they're not going to rehire. 10 million plus jobs are not going to be available or 16 million the number's only going to get bigger. It was a balance. And if it was that big of a problem for you guys, you really should have shot the fireworks off and did a better job. Okay. Um, I got to take a quick break. Please stick for the commercial. It's like 30 seconds long. On the other side, we're going to get to um, a, a guy in Philadelphia was dragged off the train or dragged off a bus because he wasn't wearing a mask. So their transit system up here in Boston, it's the MBTA. I don't know what it's called in Philadelphia, but they had a, a thing that said, hey, if you don't have a mask on, you can't ride the train or you can't ride the bus. This guy didn't. He got dragged off. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, or you're definitely going to hear my thoughts on it. So we'll be right back. Thank you for returning if you've made it this far. Spazzing Out, I'm the host, Anthony Pazzioli. You can get Spazzing Out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the podcast place, places. Subscribe, like, leave me a comment. You can email me for now at anthony at Get me on social media at SpazWAF on Twitter and Instagram. On my Facebook, just look up me, Anthony Pazzioli. Um, you could join us for my live my live stream. So I record the pod while I'm recording the podcast. I go live from my basement, which I'm quarantined in, um, and joined by a couple of friends. So if you're not a friend of mine, I guess you can't comment, but I'm working on that as well to try to get it to a different page so that everybody can comment, but please do subscribe. Please do like, and tell your friends about spazzing out. This is where I rant and bitch and moan about the topics of the day and things about my life and things that piss me off, like people ganging up on our great president, um, you know, and saying back in January that they knew that this was coming and, you know, in these Red Dawn emails and, oh, they, the president needs to pay, except these people didn't do anything about it themselves except send emails. So <clears throat> a new episode, Nick. Sorry, Chris, I'm reading some, uh, oh, they're talking about the Tiger King. Yeah, that Tiger King thing dropped, yes, tomorrow, whatever. When you hear this, 
By the time you hear this, the, the last episode of the Tiger King came down. You'll get it on Netflix. So, speaking of being quarantined in the basement, I thought it is pretty funny that you guys should know. So, I'm down here in the basement, and I don't have a bathroom down here. Now, going, taking a piss really isn't that much of a problem. I mean, I could use a bottle or a cup. I could dump it down the drain. But if I have to go do the other one, number two... I, you know, I got to go upstairs or something and it's a little bit of a hassle for the family. So if you guys check my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or my TikTok, you will see what I did about that problem. Why don't you go check out that video and see what I had uh, dropped off so that I could make sure I have a place to go to the bathroom while I'm stuck here in the basement. And for those of you that don't know, I'm stuck in the basement because I'm still working because I believe that I need to work for a living and make money so I could take care of my family so that I can help the economy continue to roll and buy goods and services. And speaking of goods and services, we're going to get into stuff and the, 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 the delivery of the goods and services. But first, that's Captain Morgan's, which should be the sponsor of this podcast. But first, we're going to get to a man... In Philadelphia, who broke the their MBTA rules. So MBTA up here in Boston is what, what we call the transit system. Buses, trains. I don't know what they call it in Philadelphia. Um, I, could, I could click on it and find out really quick. So... Um, so and a passenger was dropped. <laughs> Dude, he was pulled off the train by 10 police officers. Because he wasn't wearing a face mask. So... Some cities and towns and even states have put in an order that you have to have something over your face. doesn't necessarily have to be a mask, but you need to be covering your mask, your, your face if you're out in public. Some places are $50 fine. Some places like out in L.A. are, are as high as $1,000 for a fine. So in Philly, let me scroll up to this because this is like fantastic. I don't know if it's fantastic that this dude got pulled off and I and it's going to blow up into something bigger. I, I don't really... It's my podcast, so I can say what I want to say. The guy's African-American, so we all know where this is going to go. And that some of the cops are white, and it's going to be 100%. They pulled him off the train because the guy was black, which is complete BS. But God forbid if I go there, that my Facebook might shut down for saying something like that. But we know that's where this is going. All right, so yeah, I'm going to try to play audio again. At some point in this podcast's life, I will have a nice studio set up where I'll have everything already prepared and I can just click of a button, you'll hear the audio. So, this dude is on the bus. Yeah, he's on the bus. This dude's on the bus. He doesn't have a mask on. And someone from the transit system gets on the bus and starts pointing at people saying, you, 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 you need to go. Let's see if we can hear the audio of it. Hold on. I, then a commercial might go first. Um, yeah, let's skip the ad if we can. If you do not have a mask, you cannot ride public transportation, sir. Sir, you have to get off the bus. You have to get off the bus. Sir. Sir. There's more. Get off the bus, man. I'm gonna have the cops take you off, one or the other. You have to get off. You have to get off. You have to get off. Let's go. Yes, sir. You can go ahead. You don't have no match. Let's go. 
All right, so that's the guy from the transit system telling telling point people get off the bus, get off the bus. This one guy decides he's not getting off the bus, so they sent ten police officers to drag the guy off the bus. The guy's going nuts. He's all upset about it. He's bull. He's BS. But the matter of fact is, that's the rule of the bus. If you don't have a mask, you can't get on the bus. Now, why, Mister No Mask Wearing Guy? Would that be of importance to everybody else on the bus? Because no one else on the bus wants to get sick from you. 20,000 people have died in this country. And the best way to mitigate that situation is social distancing, wearing masks, and protecting yourself while you're out in public from other people's germs. If you ask me, the 10 cops were pretty light on dragging you off the bus. Had I been on the bus, well, maybe not because I'm a pussy, but maybe like some other stronger men, or imagine this, I might have been thinking it. Had I been on the bus, I would have been thinking that, man, I can't believe this guy has the balls to get on a bus that's in an enclosed place, sitting next to all of us, breathing out his toxic fumes onto all of us with no mask on, when the sign clearly says... You need to have a mask on. They should have dragged the guy off the bus and beat the shit out of him. But luckily, cooler heads prevailed. The cops came and they dragged him off the bus. And the guy didn't want to come off the bus. They slammed the guy's phone on the ground. Now, I'm sure we know where this is going. All of the police officers are going to get in trouble. The guy called out that he wants all their badge numbers. So that's what's going to happen. Because uh, this is... Let's get back to the liberals. So this is where... The liberals show the hypocrisy. This is so damning and so many people are going to die that we need to have masks and we need to practice social distancing. But the second an African-American gets pulled off a bus because he doesn't have a mask on, oh, it's racist and you're taking it too far and how dare you do this to people. But then you flip it on the other end and you guys are going after Trump saying, oh my God, impeach, impeach this man. We, we need to masks and social distancing. Absolutely, today. And then the very people that you want to enforce your social distancing rules and wear mask rules, they do it. You go after them. And you'll be charging them with, with over-exuberant powers or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You, the aggressive uh, measures or you, abuse of power on a man that was just simply taking a bus ride. But he wasn't just simply taking a bus ride in your view. He had You had the emails, the Red Dawn emails. You guys were putting them out. Millions are going to die. You need to wear masks and practice social distancing. But yet, a man is on a bus and he gets dragged off. And I'm guaranteeing you the news tomorrow or the next day, the ACLU will be out. And you guys will be looking to prosecute the 10 heroes that pulled this man off of a bus so that other people didn't get sick, you'll be looking to prosecute them and send them to jail all on the eve of a day where you guys are standing up, pounding your chest, saying, we knew that social distancing and wearing masks and protecting ourselves that way was the way to go. And that the president is at fault and he's costing people's lives. And then when we go to do that to save people, you're not happy with the way that we do it. It, it was excessive measures. Well, I think I don't think it was excessive enough. 
I don't think you should go on a bus or be in a public situation like that where you're trapped two feet away from everybody. Put a mask on. It's fairly simple. And if you don't have a mask, wrap your face with something. Take your jacket off and cover your face. Something. It's pretty simple. Check out that story, though. And, I, and listen, you heard it here first. When it, when the news breaks that the Democrats and uh, the, the ACLU go after these police officers in Philadelphia for dragging this guy off, I called it. Huh, right here. Guarantee it. All right. Since uh, uh, last thing of the, uh, of the night that I would like to talk about, okay, is uh, truckers. Uh, I'm really not seeing, and and I might just be missing it because I'm in my own little little world. I'm not seeing enough love and enough thanks for the truck drivers of America. Now, I, please, I'm not excluding anybody else that works on trucks, mechanics that you know, people that that, that fix the trucks or the tire companies and all that stuff. I, I appreciate you all, but I, I I I'll thank you another time. I'd like to thank the truck drivers right now. What they're facing out there is is pretty rough. And I'm talking, well, you know what? All truck drivers, little trucks and big boy trucks, they're, without truck drivers, the country comes to a halt. If trucks stop moving, the country stops moving. All our goods, all our supplies are moved by trucks. Now, sure, they get here by ship or they could be delivered by train. But for the most part, we're shipping everything by truck. And these truck drivers are out on the road every single day. And what they're facing is all the rest areas are closed. All the roadside truck places are closed. They have nowhere to go to the bathroom. They have nowhere to stop to get something to eat. Uh, it's pretty rough out there for them. And they actually have to be working, forced to be working. They don't have a choice. And the number of drivers working is getting smaller by the day, especially as drivers get sick. And truck driving is not a job where it's easily, you can't just easily replace somebody. You need to have a CDL, Class A, big boy license to drive the 18-wheeler. You can't just throw anybody in an 18-wheeler. They're tough, tough to drive. Not easy at all. It's a skill. I have a CDL, but I only have a little boy guy. I got. I have a Class B. I can drive a straight truck, is what they call it. Uh, Twenty, a, a, you know, a straight truck over twenty six thousand pounds. I'm good to go, but I can't haul a trailer. You know, I I, I can't have. Uh, I, I don't have my tractor trailer license, and there's not that many guys out there that do. And as these guys drop drop like flies or get sick, it is going to put a huge strain. On our country. Because they move everything. These guys need to be saluted. If you see the tractor trailer guy driving. And there's a lot of them on the road right now. Seems like that's all that's on the road. Beep your horn. Well, you don't want to scare them. But you know, wave to them. Hold up a sign saying thank you. You see a trucker pulled over somewhere. Help that guy out. Ask him if he needs a hand. Um, you know, If you go by a truck. If you're, if you're near like a, a rest area, get out there, get the lemonade, stand out something. These guys are so important to us. They're right up there with the medical staff, right up there with the medical staff. They're delivering the medical supplies. These guys, I, 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 I never in a million years ever thought I would be saluting to the guys that just sit on their ass and drive all day. But, uh, you know, once I, I got my CDL, I realized that 
It's a skill. And I just have the little boy truck. It's a skill to drive an 18-wheeler. And what these guys are doing for our country by continuing to work and push our supplies across the nation to make sure that we're getting, I mean, bro, my solo cup. That came in a big truck. My ice cubes came in a truck. You name it. It got dropped off by a truck. Your TP, your toilet paper at the Demoulas, truck. Your supplies, everything in your house, everything. I want you to just look around your room right now. Truck. Your car. Truck. Everything got delivered by a truck. Now, like I said, it might have started on a ship. They went to a train. But before it gets to its final destination, a truck driver's bringing it there. And if the truck drivers stop driving, the country is done. Plain and simple. So when you see the truck drivers, salute these men. Wave to them. Anything you can to show gratification for the men and women who are out there driving the 18-wheeler trucks and keeping this country rolling. It is such an important job. It is an imperative job right up there, like I said, with police, firemen, with um, doctors, uh, nurses, anybody working in that. Truck workers. This is to you. I, You know what? We have a... a I'm going to raise my solo cup and my Captain Morgan's full of ice. Take a delicious sip to all the truck drivers out there in America. Thank you so much for continuing to work. Without you guys, this country would surely come to a complete stop. Thank you for working in face of danger. Mm. Ah, Keep the booze rolling. All right. That's going to do it for spazzing out this time around. All right. What? What we discussed, what we learned today is, God, I am pretty pissed off at the people that are attacking our president, saying that he should have took steps earlier. And I say it's it's your fault, Red Dawn email people, for not stepping up and making yourself heard louder. And also saying that the problem started in the 90s when we started shipping our jobs to other countries. And then when the pandemic hit, We didn't have the stuff here. We had to buy it from China. We had to buy it from other countries because we don't make it here. So hopefully after this is over, we start making things here. I'm hoping that the president will come up with some kind of plan that just basically forces you country companies. I'm sorry. That that basically makes companies bring jobs back here to this country because things need to be made here. We need to isolate ourselves from other countries. We don't need their help. We can help ourselves. Then, uh, the next thing is, wear the mask out in public. Wear the mask. Actually, you know what? I made a funny video, uh, or at least I thought it was funny anyways, about uh, begging people to wear masks in public. Get it on my TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Check out my social medias. Wear a mask in public. And if you don't, be prepared for the consequence. People will be upset with you. You will get fined and you possibly will get arrested. Lastly, the truck drivers, thank you so much. If you see them, wave to them, uh, try to hook them up. Um, you know, even today, Kaylee uh, uh, hooked up the, the mailman because they're still working. So she gave them something nice for Easter. Uh, the guy was really appreciative. So thank you guys for working. All right. Have a good one.